So many options, so little time. Learn how to avoid experiential indigestion as a first-year student on this episode of Zoom Out, the Career Center podcast. Imagine, if you will, a little boy with big eyes and a tiny stomach at an all-you-can-eat buffet. And he looks over and he sees, on one side, the dessert station, and then he's got the omelet station, and the pasta station, and the grill, and the pizza bar, and everything that you could possibly imagine. And he's got one plate, and these huge eyes, and this tiny little stomach, and he wants a piece of everything, and what's the problem with that? He's got one plate. If he piles everything onto one plate, what does he end up with? A little bit of everything, or one huge, formless pile of mush? I imagine it's going to be the latter. Well, this is a pretty good analogy for what it's like as a first-year student coming into a place like Duke. This is the experience buffet. The high school model, which for a lot of people is how you got here, is load up on everything you can. All the clubs, sports, AP classes, everything that you can imagine, and you just pad that resume like there's no tomorrow. Well, guess what? The high school business model that got a lot of people here is the same thing that could cause you to fail because it's not sustainable at the college level. And here's why. First things first, burnout. If you overcommit at the college level, you're not going to be able to get enough sleep. You're not going to be able to take care of yourself. If you're in way too many clubs, you're in a difficult degree program, well, all of that piling on can backfire if you start letting people down. Or let's say you get mono or you, you, you fall apart. You end up worse off than you would have if you hadn't committed to anything. It sounds cynical, but I hate to say that there are some students at the high school level that will attend one or two meetings of a club, and then they put that they're a member of that club on their resume. Well, that's unethical. And employers and graduate schools will all know that there aren't enough hours in the day for you to actually commit to seven different organizations at once on top of 19 credit hours. It just can't happen. And they weren't born yesterday because they've seen people that try to pad their resumes and you can spot it from a mile away. It doesn't look good for you. There's another issue too, more specifically with your resume. Okay, in most fields, you're going to submit a traditional resume, which is one page. And if you spend all this time and energy on student clubs, and you're only a member in nine different clubs, well, guess what? No employer has ever said, we want the employee, we want the applicant that was in the most student organizations. That's not to say that they don't carry any value. They carry tremendous value. But just membership doesn't mean anything compared to what you take out of it, which is leadership experience, all those transferable skills that make student organizations worth pursuing. And let's go back to that buffet image. If you take a tiny taste of a few things, you may find yourself still hungry at the end. If you know going in there what kind of foods you like, get the foods you like. It's the same thing with getting experience and getting involved with things now that you're here at the university level. If you know what you're interested in, pursue it. Even if it's not about your degree program, it may not even be directly related to your career. Employers want to see people that are well-rounded, but they also want to see authenticity. If you have an applicant who's genuinely interested in some things, that will come through in your interview, and it'll stand out. It's a tale as old as time for med schools, for example, to try to sniff out the students that only did pre-med everything. 
that doesn't suggest that they were living an authentic version of themselves. That could be the case for any graduate program. That'll certainly be the case with employers. Being interesting and standing out shows confidence. It shows self-awareness, and it won't work against you. It will work to your advantage. So how do you approach this buffet? Let's say you don't know exactly what you want to eat, and you've got every option under the sun around you. Well, you can ask people, what's good here? What's worth getting involved in? You can certainly go to exploratory first meetings all day. Try to find your people. See what it is that feels right to you. And one or two or just a handful of things here and there will be much better than if you try to pad that resume because it will become too much and you may buckle under the weight of all the commitments that you've made. And if you wait until you're too deep in, you're in trouble. Here's something else to think about. Let's say a few years down the road or even not too far down the line, you're in an interview for an internship and they say, walk me through your resume. And you've got all these student organizations and all these experiences on your resume that are things that you got involved with on campus, but you don't have anything to say about them. Well, why'd you do them in the first place? There's a good chance they're going to ask you that as a follow-up question. And if you've only got one page to work with on your resume, focus on the things that mattered to you. I think you can zoom out even more and think about it big picture. You've got a handful of years here at Duke to do what it is you want to do. Find yourself create yourself. This is your time. This is your chance. But you're not going to enjoy any of these things if you feel like it's bogging you down and it becomes a burden. You're in a unique position where you can explore all kinds of different interests that you may not have a chance to explore later on in life. That's a gift. Don't let that go to waste because you feel obligated to do so much all the time and go, go, go and be in every organization you can. It just doesn't work that way. It may have gotten you here it won't get you out of here successfully. So maybe you don't know what to get involved in. That's cool. We have a feeling that will be the case for a lot of people, but there are a lot of things that are in place that will help you try to find out what those are. You're going to see tabling on East and West Campus. Go talk to some folks. See what they're tabling for. Maybe Greek life is for you. Maybe there are other sort of niche organizations. I mean, I believe there are over 600 student groups now at Duke, which can be a double-edged sword because that's a bit like trying to drink out of a fire hose. There's so much on there. Maybe a good place to go would be the Duke Group's website, and you can just type in some things that interest you. Now, I know I kind of pick on pre-meds sometimes because I work with the population a lot, but if you want to be part of a pre-med society, by all means, if those are your people, hang out with your people. That's cool. Talk to your RAs. You're going to be living in a residence hall. You've got people that have been through this experience that you're about to go through. See what it was like for them. Maybe they can point you in the right direction. There are any number of events such as the you know club fairs and resources fairs, a lot of big events on campus that have lots of tabling and lots of information about all kinds of different clubs. Talk to the people at those tables and see what they have to say. Talk to some upperclassmen. Inevitably, you're going to meet some, and that's cool. You can join some listservs. If you go to lists.duke.edu, get on some of those. Not only will they send you some good opportunities that might be academic or internship, that kind of stuff, but they'll be sending out events, all kinds of different things going on that are just other ways for you to get involved. So the opportunities are there, and you don't have to look too far to see what it is that you're interested in. And then check it out. But don't overcommit. In student affairs, we see students every year. We see a ton of them. 
that try to replicate that business model, and it's going to fail. And the worst thing that could happen is your grades really suffer for it because you overcommitted at the social level. And I don't mean to downplay the importance of the social aspect because we want you to be comfortable and happy here. And we want you to meet the people that will be close friends for life. But you got to focus on your academics as well. That will come first. It's easy to underestimate the time commitments for even just a few organizations. So even if you take it easy for your first semester, that won't be wasted time. It'll give you an opportunity to see how you can manage your time, see what's a good fit for you as far as how much you want to get involved in, and then move forward from there, instead of having to explain why your grades were subpar the first semester you were here. That can work against you, that can work against your GPA, and it can have long-term ramifications. So be careful in overcommitting, and remember, you've got several years here to get involved and figure it out. Thanks a lot for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye. If you like what you heard, check out our website at studentaffairs.duke.edu career for more content and helpful resources. Also, don't forget to follow the Duke Career Center on social media at Duke Careers. For appointments with a counselor or to apply to jobs or check out career events that are happening on campus and beyond, visit Career Connections at careerconnections.duke.edu. Thanks a lot for listening.